Welcome to the Mental Health Alliance podcast. I'm Alejandra. I'm Shardeline. I'm Elaine. And I'm Carabella. Our purpose in MHA is just to spread awareness about topics regarding mental health and encourage others to shape environments that foster vulnerability. We want this podcast to be super casual, just a platform where us five can start the conversation. Tune in for more podcasts in the future about different mental health topics, and be sure to follow our Instagram at MHA and join our mind for updates and daily affirmations. In our last episode, we talked about how expectations can be both healthy and unhealthy. We also want to say a big thank you to all of you who tuned in and gave it a listen. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of self-love, how to learn to better love yourself, and we're also going to be playing a little bit of We're Not Really Strangers later on. And today, we have a special guest. <laughs> Hi, Juliana. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for being here. It's my honor. So, Juliana, <laughs> um, just to start the conversation off, how would you define self-love? Okay, so I think, personally, I define self-love as being truly at peace with who you are, despite the fact that no one is telling you that you are worthy or that you are valuable. I think that it's being able to appreciate the beauty around you without having someone there, you know? And whether it be, like, platonic or romantic, I feel like it's truly knowing that your own presence is enough and that you don't have to contribute something or give in order to receive love. And it's knowing that you are worthy of love just for existing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, don't really, I, don't, I don't know what to say after that. That was that good. That was yeah. really good. That was really, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm rethinking my whole life. Like, no. do I love myself? Like, <laughs> I think it, um, whenever you said what you were what really resonated was when you said you didn't need anyone else to tell you yeah. that you were valid yes. or like um like worth it like I think especially right now dealing with like insecurity I kind of seek validation from yeah, like especially my sure. parents like all the time like I'm like if even if I think I did a good job if no one else tells me I did a good job then it's like ah did I really do a good job no, no yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time, especially being like a daughter of immigrant parents, I feel like <laughs> all of us I've always yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've always tried to like, I guess, prove my worth or like be yeah. enough for them because, you know, they've sacrificed so much. So I place a lot of like my self worth on, you know, the achievements or like tangible things that I can achieve. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of us do that as well. Like we place our self-worth and our value on expectations that society has placed on us. So like some people, you know, place it in being deemed as beautiful or intelligent or even getting into a certain college, you know, like these tangible achievements. But I feel like we need to acknowledge that our worth isn't contingent on achieving these things. I feel like we've been kind of trained subconsciously that we are that if we are not productive or if we don't contribute something meaningful to society that we aren't worthy of loving ourselves but I feel like we need to acknowledge that we are inherently enough. That's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> Preach like that's facts. 
I'm sorry. I, I'm like kind of taken away. No, yeah. <laughs> I do not know what yeah, to say. Yeah, I'm like reflecting. Like, <laughs> I was really just sitting here like. Oh. It's like I feel like I'm in like a therapy session no, for free. Me too. Like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is just a topic that I'm like very passionate about because like especially like during quarantine and like being alone and like not having that like Carabella said like outside validation and like truly being with yourself I feel like I've learned that I really have to start and I've begun to like appreciate my own presence and not really like obviously it's like a beautiful thing to have friends and to like make memories with but I feel like sometimes we need solitude so we can reflect on our own needs and weaknesses and so we can be attentive to our own mental well-being you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like solitude is a catalyst for self-love because a lot of the times we're always distracted by you know everything going on in our lives and I feel like being alone for so many months like like being at home and stuff it's really allowed me to think and like really think about my weaknesses and like in what ways I can improve myself you know Mm -hmm. so in a way like you're listening to yourself well you're being I feel like that's important you're being forced to like yeah yeah. Yeah. I've talked about this with so many people they're hopefully this doesn't happen again where you're just forced to sit with yourself for so long and it's Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable because I yeah I use to be the kind of person to just be like oh not having a good day let's go have a picnic (laughs) just forget about it (laughs) Uh, but now I have to sit here and have to deal with my thoughts and you know sometimes you sit with your thoughts for so long and what if they're not good um but then you yeah I guess being alone and you know that that solitude because there is a lot of value in solitude and Mm -hmm. learning to understand yourself and to because I feel like once you learn how to understand yourself and why you do things that you do it makes it easier to fall in love with yourself and accept yourself Yeah. yeah I feel like sometimes we don't want to acknowledge our weaknesses and um, I think acknowledging them is like a huge, it plays a huge role in actually accepting and loving yourself because you can begin to work on those things, you know? I feel like um, we sometimes, like for example, we take care of our physical body. Like when we're thirsty, our first instinct is to like drink water. When we're hungry, we eat. When we're sick, we go to the doctor. I feel like why can't we do that for ourselves you know I feel like we need to make it a habit to nurture our mind and listen to ourselves we're often giving advice to others like love yourself like you don't need anyone to be happy but we never ask ourselves like hey Juliana how are you doing or hey Caravella like how am I doing today you know I feel like it's important to listen to ourselves and ask ourselves like what do I need today you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. And, like, bringing it back to what you said, that quarantine had really forced us to reflect, I think for a long time, subconsciously, like, whenever I'm sad, I'll go hang out with friends, right? And you think that kind of solves your sad, like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not lonely anymore, like, I'm not going to (laughs) be sad anymore, but it always comes back. And we always just kind of got used to kind of delaying it, kind of pushing it back, not thinking about it. And like you said, 
for physical needs, for physical harm, for physical hurt, we are so quick to be like, oh, mm-hmm. let me go get a Band-Aid. Let me go fix this. But for mental, like, struggles, if we're struggling, we're so quick to literally ignore yeah. it. Like, we are so quick to just be like, no, it's fine. Like, people have it worse. Like, mm-hmm. we would never do that if I broke my leg and everyone would be like, it's fine. People have it worse. Like, yeah, it's I think that's so interesting that you brought it up because it's true that because of quarantine, it really pushed us to start looking towards how we loved ourselves and how in some areas we are severely lacking and how we could do better and be better Mm -hmm. the hardest part of self-love for me isn't like just acknowledging it because for me it's always been easy for me to admit my feelings to myself I think my emotions are always amplified and I used to think that was like my biggest weakness because I always feel everything like I can't ever deny my emotions like you know how people can like you know, just, like, do things to get rid of them or to, like, distract mm-hmm. themselves. from. I have never been good at that, but I've always been aware of the way that I felt and, you know, my needs and everything like that. But the hardest part is doing something about it, you know, putting it into action, you know, saying that I love myself because mm-hmm. no matter what with, like, affirmations and stuff, I can say it over and over again, but until I truly believe it, it won't come true Mm -hmm. until I truly put it into action, until I start taking care of myself, until I start drinking more water, exercising more, you know, I realize that sometimes words aren't enough. Sometimes actions have to be paired with words to make like actual legitimate change for yourself. Okay. I think a huge misconception that people have is that self-love is something that like you just randomly achieve one day, like you wake up and like you love yourself. But I feel like there isn't really a way to measure self-love. Like no one can look at someone and be like, oh, they love themselves. They don't love themselves. I feel like it's a never ending and I guess like fluctuating process. I feel like we can always love ourselves more, you know, Mm -hmm. there isn't like a cutoff, if that makes sense. And I feel like we shouldn't focus on like the end because there never really is an end goal. Like there's never like I guess, like, a cutoff, like I said. And there isn't a perfect or set, like, things you need to do in order to love yourself. I think that loving yourself looks different for everyone. I think that's the hardest thing to really understand because when we think about our goals, we kind of have, like, an end point, like, Mm -hmm. a destination, you know? Like, oh, this is where I want to be. Like, this is the ending to my goal. This is how I'll achieve it. But with self-love, it's like, there's not. Like, you just Mm -hmm. keep doing it your whole entire life. Yeah. Like, literally, your entire life is just a self-love journey. And it's hard to admit that to yourself. It's really hard to, like, accept because you want something to just be like, oh, one day I'm going to wake up and I I love myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel full. I feel like I accept myself. But we're always going to take that with us no matter where we go. So it's something that we really have to, like, learn. A lot of people kind of think that they may come off as, like, selfish for saying, but for, like, looking in the mirror and being like, hey, you're looking really nice today. (laughs) I feel like um, that's not true. I feel like as long as we're not putting anyone else down, like, you have the right to acknowledge, like, both internal and, like, physical beauty, Mm -hmm. you know? I think there was a really weird part of insecurity that we went through society-wise, that if you thought you were pretty... Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a universal experience, but I remember in middle school, if I, like, thought I was pretty, people would think I'm, like, conceited. Like, it became synonymous, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like, for, I kind of, then I had to kind of copy the behavior of everyone else and kind of, so, like, it's like this, right? So, if someone says, like, oh, you're so pretty, and you say thank you, it's like, oh, so you think you're pretty? But it's not like, it it kind of Mm -hmm. became, like, a routine to say, like, no, I'm not, like, you are, like, it just... Yes. like it's a yeah. little things like so that true. like became sort of toxic like it's 
it, it was little things, right? Like, that's not really a big thing, but it, it just started piling up. Like, then I couldn't really call myself pretty because then I'm conceited, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like, inherently, like, <laughs> yeah. thinking that you're beautiful is not a bad thing. But for some reason, like, we we thought it, I at least I thought it was. Like, I thought it was really bad to consider myself beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's because it's not as common for people to, like, truly, like, acknowledge mm-hmm. it and, like, not care what other yeah. people think. And I feel like that really needs to change because it's really toxic. It is. I think also it's like yeah. we have a we for we're we're kind of breaking out of it now. But like um, there was like a set beautiful, like it was like a thin mm-hmm. like thin yeah. like certain frame, certain like skin tone beautiful, which mm-hmm. which like certainly we're like trying to be more accepting now. And I think like everyone is beautiful in their own way. But for a long time, it was like. At least for me, I had the standard that if I wasn't a certain way, then I can't consider myself pretty. And that, like, turned into, like, my self-love and how I viewed myself. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think I had something like that, too, because I remember, oh, my gosh, I just got hit with a memory that I didn't want to go back to. I remember it was in Corpus Christi, and we were in this hotel, and I remember so vividly, I have no idea why I thought this to myself, but I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm so ugly. Like I was 10 years old and I was, I have no idea where that came from because nobody has ever been like, oh, she's ugly. Well, <laughs> not till middle school. <laughs> that <line. laughs> we'll, we'll get into an, uh, another episode about bullying another day but yeah. anyways <laughs> but a whole separate episode um, that's another story <laughs> but I was just like why did I think that like where did that come from you know was it like mm-hmm. my role models were like people on Disney Channel and they didn't look like me so it's like if they're not putting people on TV who look like me does that mean um ugly (laughs) like is like I don't know I feel like there's a specific age where it starts to change because as a kid you're just so confident well most kids are at least I remember just I was just out here doing whatever I was like I love myself I was picking out my outfits (laughs) I was wearing like 17 different colors and I was like yeah I buy with this high school musical merch and what happened because I just I looked through pictures and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the saddest little fifth grader ever. <laughs> and, like, why? Why was it so hard for you to love yourself, 10-year-old Charlene? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, like, is there, like, a cause to it? Because then it's, like, it plummets, and then you try to build it back up as you get older. Society influences you so much, and it definitely goes back to the environment you are raised in. Specifically for me, I feel like, Like, I was raised in a Hispanic home, right? And I was always told to be a certain way as a a young girl, obviously. Like, there's certain things that we can't do as girls, obviously. Like, well, we were told, right, how you can't sit a certain way. You have to close your legs while you're sitting. You have to sit up straight. You have to have your hair done. And you have to look good all the time as a little kid. And it's those things where it's like, for me specifically, like I went to a school, it was predominantly white. And 
I noticed that I was so different from them. And those little differences that I grew up with alongside learning how to use social media at that point as a fifth grader and learning how how to take selfies and seeing myself compared to all these other girls who people always liked. And it was one of those things that really made me change my perspective on what I felt like and what I made myself look like. I found myself always trying to change my look like, oh, I want to look like this person. So I'm going to straighten my hair. Oh, I'm going to. I, I wish I had blue eyes. Ooh, Things like the that. blue eyes. Yes. The blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I remember. We all had the same childhood. Um. I remember growing up. The things that I was most insecure of were the things that made me look the most Asian, like the most Asian parts about myself. I did yes, not like exactly. because yes. you know you. It's like your culture. Yeah. It's like beauty is a very you know eurocentric the more eurocentric your features are the more attractive you are to whatever society i don't know Mm -hmm. and it's funny because this conversation was about self-love and the things that make us most insecure about ourselves are the way we look i remember i was like oh my goodness makeup won't work on me because i can't do my eyeliner like the girls with like uh deeper eyelids on youtube so i was like I guess there's just something wrong with me. No. And it's like, I wish that I didn't have to grow up like that. Like, I wish I could go back and tell like my younger self that this, it's not your face. It's the makeup tutorial you're watching on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) And I also like, I feel like I really like how Juliana brought up like how to like, like how to actually overcome what we've experienced Mm -hmm. as kids, as literal Mm -hmm. kids. It's like, for years, you grew up criticizing yourself, literally, your whole, like, childhood. For what? Anyways, um, you grew up criticizing yourself, and now, and I, I like how Carabella also mentioned, like, we're kind of growing out of it because we're learning how to love ourselves and learning that everyone is literally unique and so different from each other's that each other's <laughs> <laughs> different from each other to the point where you kind of have to learn how to love yourself because who else is going to love you the way you yeah. love yourself you have to build yourself up by learning how to remove these instances in your life that once made you feel weak and made you feel insecure and learn how to live with them and learn how to actually love them yourself I feel like a lot of things that I did was like I learned how to well honestly I was by myself literally like all of my life so like literally COVID didn't really affect me as much as it affected a lot of people who were like really like social and you know so as a kid I learned how to cope with those things and I learned how to be the one who talks to myself and learned how to uh, just live with myself you know Mm -hmm. and so things that I did were I, I learned how to I learned how to understand those negative beliefs of myself I I knew that it it was going to come up at some point because that's what happens in life you know like sometimes you compare yourself but I learned how to protect myself and how to avoid those situations and what made me happy like like singing and running and doing these things really kept my mind off of it I spent that quality time by myself you know what Mm -hmm. I mean yeah Mm -hmm. it's like avoiding those like negative social aspects that affected me so much and reciprocating them into something positive inside of myself and learning how to use that 
to help other people as well if that makes yeah. sense yeah mm-hmm. I think yeah. like a big part of it is our inner voice like Shardalene was talking yes. about when she was like 10 I feel like our inner voice like there's like a climax where it changes from when we're children to when like you know we're in middle school and we hear like suddenly it's like there's a magnifying glass on us and we think everyone's looking at us mm-hmm. we think everybody's staring at us when we do like stupid things and it's just like we almost feel like the whole world is looking at us with such judgment and I feel like now that we're learning and becoming more aware of how we talk to ourselves we realize it makes such a big difference like the way that like you know when you do something and you accidentally do it wrong what do you say to yourself on the inside like even hearing that like those little tiny things that you say to yourself like that is what makes the difference if you say oh my gosh I'm so stupid I can't believe I did this and that that's literally what makes up my self-esteem is those words that I say to myself those subconscious thoughts that I think about myself and now that we're becoming more aware of that we are learning to love ourselves a little more I think something that really helped me with self-love is um romanticizing your life and I think uh the ideas for like how to love yourself better kind of come from the most random of places sometimes I like saw the TikTok and that's like so so dumb of me to say but I remember seeing something like romanticize your life like even when you're making coffee from a Keurig like make it the most exciting (laughs) thing of your day and it really like it kind of gets you to do little things like whenever I'm showering like I'll get I'll get like my hairbrush and start singing like pretending like I'm in a Taylor Swift music video and it's really (laughs) allowed me to find like the little joys in life so Mm -hmm. I think self-love like uh, Juliana was saying I don't think there is a like I'm gonna be I'm gonna love myself by the end of the year I think it always dips I think it always fluctuates I think that everyone has a certain journey with it and it's it's also important to remember that sometimes it's okay to not be 100% with yourself and be mm-hmm. comfortable in your skin. I think we have to also be comfortable with the times where we're really struggling with our self-image or our self, just like our mindset. Like, I think, like we were talking about the expectations. I think it's also unfair of us. I think a part of self-love is also accepting that sometimes we can't fully do self-love at the moment does that make sense yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I really like the points that you made and I feel like fluctuation is definitely really real and we all go through it and especially with self-love so I just wanted to ask how you guys specifically like get over those tough times and learn how to bounce back to actually loving yourself from those times that you do feel insecure I think something that's really helped me is like whenever I those I do get to those low points I think just letting myself feel and just accept the fact that I'm not always gonna be a hundred percent oh yeah I'm gonna win today (laughs) (laughs) y'all get that yes yes Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um but yeah I think sometimes taking the time to just do nothing and just like accept that I'm not at my top point right now (laughs) um and like some of those days I'll just do whatever I want you know I'll do things that get me excited because I I'm like the kind of person who gets excited about like little things so I'll try to do those things yeah I like to go um on walks and 
especially when it's like sunny because I like feeling the sun on my face and like hearing the birds makes me happy so yeah usually like if I'm just not okay I'll go on a walk so if you see me in the neighborhood walking I'm probably not okay (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for me personally I enjoy solitude like I was mentioning earlier and that's kind of like new for me I feel like whenever I'm sad or I'm like I look in the mirror and I'm like oh I don't like what I'm looking today like (laughs) I'll I always cope through like crying. Me too. I feel like even even yeah, like even if I'm like happy like I cry even when I'm like happy or like if I think something's funny or like especially when I'm sad, I feel like um crying has really been like my coping mechanism. And I really enjoy kind of like how Charlene does, like I enjoy like going outside or like just going on a drive, listening to my favorite music and just I don't know, I think being alone and allowing myself yeah. to feel, like Charlene said, is really important. All right, so we're going to head into the second segment of this podcast, and we're going to answer some questions from the game. We're not really strangers, and please feel free to pause after we say a question and take some time to answer the question with us. I think it would be really fun to do some self-reflection together. So the first question that I want to ask all of you, how would you describe your relationship with yourself in one word? I think the word I would describe to, I would use to describe my relationship with myself would be healing. I think that for so long, I, I placed so much of my self-worth into like what others thought of me or like, like I said earlier, achievements, you know, achievements that somehow quote-unquote certify my self-worth and like my value and I feel like now like more recently I've been learning that you know my value doesn't depend on what I give to others or what I give to society you know or even what I give to like my parents you Mm -hmm. know I think that you know for example one night I was just like I just started crying because I was just like, I've come so far. And most of the time we focus on all of the things we did wrong or like the things that we have yet to achieve. And we don't like talk about or think to ourselves of just the things that we have accomplished in terms of like loving ourselves, you know, like we're in a completely different like state than we were last year. And we should acknowledge that like, we survived the whole pandemic, like, being alone and having to be with our thoughts. And that's something that most of us haven't or hadn't experienced ever. And most people won't experience, you know, prolonged isolation mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that it's really about, it's just a process where I'm healing. Mine would be mm, optimistic. Um, I, I would say mine is reliable. I think mine would be profound. I think I chose profound because it sort of encompasses so much. Like, my relationship with myself has always been, like, tumultuous. Like, I've always tumultuous. felt like it, there was, like, a lot inside of me. Like, my emotions are, like, extremely magnified and intense. And I feel like I have a hard time controlling them. So Mm -hmm. I would say profound just because I feel like 
you know, there are some days when I'm like, oh my gosh, why did you do this? Oh my gosh, why did you like not do this? You know, I, they're like, my inner voice is so like chaotic, but at the same time, I always strive to like ask myself why, like, you know, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Like, what is the meaning of this? And so I think that because my relationship with myself is centered on the word why or the question why, I would have to like encompass that with the word just profound. Okay, so my question is, what have I tolerated from people in the past that I no longer have space for? I guess just people being rude. (laughs) That's a big thing. Like, I let people (laughs) walk over me so much, especially in middle school when I was at my most vulnerable state. And I feel like now, like, I won't tolerate that. You can't tell me how to feel about myself anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, but powerful. That's powerful. I always, yeah, I always limited myself because I felt like I was coming off too much a lot of the time. Like, I was a really confident kid until I realized that sometimes that comes Mm -hmm. off weird or wrong to some people. And uh, I kind of blamed myself for it. But, I I, like, growing up, you realize it's just insecurity. Like, it's literally just insecurity. And people try to subconsciously, I think, but, like, try to bring you down so that, (laughs) like... I, I like I'm not saying like I wasn't humble or anything but it's just very I don't know how exactly to say it it was looking back I had a lot of conversations with like childhood bullies where I kind of confronted them about it and it was always like a I'm sorry I did this to you I was actually going through something so I'm learning not to or I'm I've learned not to take other people's baggage because I tend I tended to like kind of always be the the like if someone was going through something I took it upon myself to really like try to help and sometimes like it would just be like toxic to me I guess I used to tolerate people saying things that I wasn't okay with like especially when people talk down on other people's names and insult them because they're not there I really don't like that mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm gonna be like no because I remember uh, I won't give my example, but it's happened quite a few times where people will literally just like like start saying the rudest things about other people and think like insults that don't even make sense. And literally, I will be like, "No, no more time for that." Um, but yeah, because I used to just kind of just shy away because I didn't want to cause any problems because um, I do not like conflict at all. But um, I'll risk conflict for you know the sake of my people (laughs) um just don't be mean like for what like why are you so mean there's no need to be mean like like just be nice it takes no effort to be nice that's all I think for me it's pretty similar to Alice like ever since I was little I've always been like a pushover and I feel like people have taken advantage so many times of like my empathy and my willingness Mm -hmm. to help um And that's something that I've learned that, you know, sometimes I have to choose myself, like, over other people. Like, I love helping people so much. Like, I love helping people. And I love, like, the feeling that they get when I help them and et cetera and all these good things. But I learned that it was taking Mm -hmm. so much out of me. Like, I was drained. Like, I was exhausted staying up till 2 to help someone with their project that didn't, like, that did it last minute or something. Like, you know, like, they're just these little things that added up. And I realized that I was just lacking a lot of, like, self-respect. Like, 
helping others doesn't necessarily mean that you're helping yourself so mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to choose you I feel like mine is pretty similar too um I feel like I'm one of those friends like I'm always like I guess giving words of affirmation to all of my friends like hey just a reminder like I love you like you know and I feel like for a long time I put up with people just like I'm always the one giving you know like just give whether it be like advice or Mm -hmm. just I don't know like getting on the phone late at night but like whenever I needed something like these people weren't really there so it kind of made me feel like they were like I don't want to say like using me but like I guess um it wasn't really reciprocated so I began to value more like the friends that you know would also check in on me and be like hey how are you like I'm here for you you know (laughs) next question this is a wild card so what's your favorite song at the moment and why do you love it so much I can go first if y'all want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. uh, Mine and mine has literally like developed for like a really long time. Um, Probably since like quarantine or whatever. But Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite (laughs) song. Literally because I can literally be in my room by myself. Put on my headphones and literally, literally just dance. And like dancing has been like a weird thing for me because I'm always so awkward. I feel like like my body language is so awkward. So I like really try to like just let loose and be free and listen to the song full blast in my room by myself with my LED <laughs> lights on and it's so comforting for me. I just love it. I just love it. It makes me feel so at peace, especially during everything that's going on right now. I just feel so happy. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, mine is for a very long time, probably since like freshman year. Um, love of My Life by Queen. And here's why. <gasps> oh my so, gosh. I love that song. Yeah. So that literally hit my heart. The reason why I love it is because there is not, there's no other Queen song that makes me feel like there is no other song period that makes me feel like <laughs> that song um because it feels so just emotional and it it makes me feel like Freddie Mercury <laughs> is singing it just for me and I listen to that song whenever I'm nervous whenever I just have like a really big influx of emotion bad good whatever I'll listen to it I have a playlist on Spotify called Freddie Mercury giving me a hug and it's just every single version of that song on Spotify in that playlist it's just like I can remember all the times that I've sat in my room and cried or celebrated or been nervous and been calmed down by that song and it just it just really makes me feel like somebody is (laughs) hugging me through my speaker (laughs) that that song is really nostalgic mine is kind of (laughs) random it's also a Spanish song I think I probably might know it but um this song special to me because um there's a lot of good memories attached to it because um my dad when we were little when i was little (laughs) and (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it's funny because it's like the nostalgic feeling again like with chardeline and like i think a lot of the times it's not like the song itself rather what the song makes us feel you know yeah, yeah, the feeling. Yes, I agree. And also, I remember one of my friends said <laughs> once, the closest thing we have to time travel is music. And I feel like that's so mm-hmm. true. It's so yes, true because, oh my God. Um, like, there's so much. Sometimes we listen to a song and, like, we remember memories that we, like, forgot about, <laughs> you know? I think 
my song would be To Let a Good Thing Die by Bruno Major. I actually have, like, the lyrics on my wall. It's like, you can't ask a tree to blossom if it isn't spring. Don't leave the house at midnight and expect the birds to sing. If you're looking for a reason, you needn't even try. Sometimes it's time to let a good thing die. And I think that really hits me because I've always viewed loss as something that's, like, negative. You know, like, oh, the word loss itself even sounds bad. Like, it sounds like, you know, you're going to lose something that means a lot to you. But I think that, like, over time I've learned that loss can be good. You know, loss means losing a part of yourself that no longer serves you. Losing someone that no longer, like, has a place in your Mm -hmm. life that was only there for, like, that was only meant to be there for that specific amount of time. I'm losing, you know, opportunities that weren't meant for you in the first place as you grow older. So I feel like that song is just like encapsulates the idea of loss being something that, you know, changes over time as you change, you know. So sometimes it's, you know, even if it's good, sometimes it's time to leave or it's time to let a good thing die. I don't remember what album that song is from, but I love that <laughs> album. I, yes. I used to think Bruno Major was kind of boring no offense bruno if you're listening to this <laughs> but but when that album came out i was like oh my this is good i liked it yeah yeah, yeah. that's what that's what it's called to like to it, yeah i love album. i love yeah. that album uh, my yeah. favorite song really fluctuates on my mood i can't really say i have like a favorite song of all time but i got inspired by alice answer and the song break my stride it really gets me like pumped like I really love listening to that song and I have really good memories from like tennis like we'll walk we'll like march to the beat of that song do y'all know the song right like yeah y'all, no, you should listen I don't. to it like it's a really like kind of upbeat song and we'll like march to it and like we'll link our arms and just really be like into the song and it, it's a really good one that like makes me really happy okay next question what am I doubting about myself currently and then replace that thought with an affirmation and repeat it out loud um, right now, I'm, so I've always wanted to be a psychologist, but I think for a long time, I was kind of, kind of settling in a sense, not saying that like being a psychologist is settling, but um, I've always kind of skipped over the idea of going to medical school and becoming a psychiatrist. And this is like super specific, but I guess the doubt that I have is whether or not I'm capable to go through medical school and like, residency and stuff like that. So the affirmation that I would give myself would be, I am capable. Um, something that I've been doubting a lot recently has been healing. Um, I have a lot of, like, childhood trauma <laughs> and, like, development um, trauma, just things that have really affected my, like, daily life recently. I have always found myself talking bad about myself, not only, like, to myself, like, to other people, and, like, other people have started noticing it, too, how I doubt just my general well-being and, like, who I am. I I don't help – I don't hold myself to the type of standard that I feel like some people do hold me at, and I'm, like, I wish I could be that person, and sometimes I really doubt – my journey of healing like how am I going to overcome all of this if I don't even remember half of it (laughs) but um how am I going to overcome it and be my better self 
that is the question that I've literally been struggling with a lot. And I feel like, like, yes, I'm kind of overcoming it by doing little things for myself. But it's something that I still doubt, like, like, how am I actually going to, you know, like, what am I going to do? Anyways, (laughs) how do I replace it with an affirmation? Okay. um, Oh, but Okay, so I was going to say I am capable, but I think Carabella said that too, but I feel like it applies to mine. Like, I doubt my ability to be able to handle what my life is going to be like when things start to change abruptly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know and when you mean like change like, what do you with, mean like graduation and going to college like adaptability like, moving away like yeah I guess I doubt my ability to adapt to, to change. change yeah yes um affirmation um I kind of okay maybe like change um, is not a bad thing maybe oh or I accept yeah, change I like that I accept change. <laughs> I find myself doubting what I receive and whether I deserve what I receive. So, like, when something good happens to me, I'm always like, mm, I just got lucky. Like, it's not me. It's just, like, it, it's oh, just, it just happened. Because, yes. like, you know, they probably had a good day and then oh this happened. Oh, my God. Can, you know? I can relate and, to that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I just, like, yeah. I literally put aside everything that I did. And I'm like, no, it just happened because of this external thing, not because of my internal thing. Like, it happened because of this one thing. And, you know, I have to realize that, like, you know, I prepared for it. I worked hard for this. I did this. Like, I went through emotions like I put a lot of like hard work into that and I have to realize like to give myself credit for the things that I did so I guess my affirmation would be I am deserving of success and that's all yeah, I love that one <laughs> okay. yeah I like that one too it's so real like I can really relate mm-hmm. to that one I'm next right <laughs> uh let me yes. think <laughs> yeah about earlier one of the things that kind of holds me back sometimes is that I feel like I have to you know achieve certain things especially like to give back to my parents and I feel like right now Lima was saying we're about to enter this phase in our life where it's really just defined by the word change and I feel like um sometimes I doubt that I'll be able to like Charlene said handle everything that's gonna like come and all like we're gonna be dependent on ourselves you know like there's not gonna be anyone there to be like uh do this do that you know it's all in our hands and I feel like I guess sometimes I doubt my ability to like fulfill everything that is to come so I guess my affirmation would be you will get through it Okay, so our last card to close off the game, it says, I want to thank myself for blank. Um, I want to thank myself for loving unconditionally. I want to thank myself for getting up every morning, even though it's hard. I want to thank myself for, like, making myself laugh. Because, like, I sometimes, like, I don't know. I think I'm, like, I just make myself laugh, I don't know, like, (laughs) I I want to thank myself for finding the good in every situation, even though it might be a little hard to find sometimes. (laughs) I want to thank myself for always being kind. 
or always striving to be kind to myself and those around me, even though sometimes my mind is not unkind. And that's it for today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We hope you guys enjoyed it. Juliana, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. Yep. Maybe we can do it again next time. All right, so make sure you guys follow our Instagram at SciSpringsMHA to stay updated. We have our episodes every other week. Sorry we skipped a week. Um, we got hit by a winter <laughs> storm. So. I <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys are okay in your families and your homes. Hope you guys are okay. Um, thank you again for tuning in to listen. Um, feel free to request any topics on our Instagram and leave any songs you would like to be added to our collaborative playlist. And just like we always say, you are enough. You are loved. You are accepted. You are important. And you are worthy. Mm-hmm.